0: Hello, Beer Baseball and Vines fans. This is Steve Carpenter, Chief Supply Chain Officer for Yakima Chief Hops. And uh, this is uh, our ninth episode of Season 2 of our podcast. And we're very pleased and honored to have Eric Sove, one of our grower owners here today, pinch hitting for Mike Gettle, our CEO, <laughs> who happens to be in uh, in Europe as we speak. Um, I think he's com- combining a little bit of business with some pleasure there with the uh, his uh, wife, Winnie. So, uh, um, And this week also, we're very pleased to have from clear across the nation, we have Chris Johnson, who's the head brewer and co-owner of Green Bench Brewing in St. Petersburg, Florida. And he's an avid Tampa Bay fan. And uh, so we look forward to a great uh, podcast. Welcome, Chris, for joining us. What's the weather like today in uh, St. Petersburg?
1: Uh, hey, guys. It's uh, so good to be here. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, the weather here in Florida is uh, a nice, really steamy hot, uh, probably about like 90 degrees right now outside. Even though it's like 7 p.m. here, it's, uh, it is humid and sticky. Wow. Very hot.
0: <laughs> so we, we always say when it gets warm here in the valley, but it's a dry heat. I'm guessing you can't say that today in Tampa. Uh, with, not even close with the humidity <laughs> yeah well uh, hey chris again thanks for joining us and and thanks for sending some beer up we always have uh some of our guest beer that we serve on the podcast and uh we have an absolutely amazing hazy beer uh turbid 7 uh using uh, some wonderful hops and chris you have actually absolutely nailed this beer out of the ballpark. Congratulations on a wonderful beer.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Turbid 7 is a fun beer for us. Um, it's kind of a, become a year round core for us, but uh, originally, you know, we, we actually did a series of hazy IPAs here uh, called the Turbid Series, and we essentially number them uh, one through whatever. I think we're about to release our 14th one in about uh, two weeks. And um, it's essentially kind of the same base New England style IPA. Uh, brewed the same sort of techniques and processes Um, and the only thing we do is we kind of swap out three hop varietals each time and it's a triple dry hop to beer it's um, a massive massive dry hop we do it's 11 pounds per barrel uh, as far as the beer goes with hops so it's really really heavy Um, and it's just a really cool showcase of how some you know three hops can be combined but specifically how we can showcase three hops that maybe people haven't had an experience with
0: wow 11 pounds of hops per barrel that kind of proves my theory that uh any beer can be improved by just adding another pound or two of hops (laughs) (laughs) this this beer
2: is very very good very easy to drink yeah thank you
0: that's uh uh, eric and i were just talking before the podcast uh how some of these hazy beers are actually really good on a very hot day because they're kind of refreshing and uh, thirst quenching whereas uh a big classical IPA might might not be as uh, uh, thirst quenched. Sure. Yeah. So, great beer. So, uh, hey, Chris, I got a question for you. I, it's, I'm really intrigued. Uh, the name of your brewery is Green Bench Brewing. How did you guys come up with the name?
1: Um, well, actually, um, we're, we're actually, so myself and the, the other two owners, we all, like, grew up in St. Pete. Actually, both of them were born in St. Pete. I was born in Tennessee, but I've been here for 20 plus years since pre-middle school so um, we all grew up here Um, Green Bench is actually a reference to St. Petersburg we kind of always wanted to make Green Bench you know somewhat of a green uh, Green Bench was meant to be St. Petersburg brewery you know in our eyes so um, in the early 1900s at one point Green Bench had over 3,000 Green Benches adorning downtown St. Pete so um, the city actually used to market itself as the city of the green benches.
0: Okay. And
1: uh any given Saturday afternoon or whatever you'd see everyone would be hanging out on the green benches. There would even be people waiting in line to sit on the green benches to sort of socialize and do business and uh enjoy our weather, which is kind of a year round outdoor kind of place, St. Petersburg, sure. Florida is. You know, we have some of the best beaches in the world We've voted every year. Um, uh, we're in the top five every year, as so far as the best beaches in the world. So our weather Really condones sort of outdoor social gathering, and we weren't trying to necessarily bring back the benches themselves, but we wanted to, you know, kind of showcase the fact that Saint Petersburg still is and always has been a very social town.
0: Yeah, good. So that that sounds like it has kind of a little local flavor. And uh, what better to do on a, on a warm day but sit on a green bench and uh, enjoy a green bench beer? That that sounds like fun. yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, exactly. We, we actually, we're really fortunate. We're in the downtown sector of uh, St. Petersburg, um, actually like literally a block away from the Tropicana Field where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Um, and uh, we actually have a 6,000 square foot beer garden. So we have this amazing outdoor space, which is not something that you'll see really in any downtown sector in, in most places, let alone in St. Petersburg. Um, so it's a great place to kind of, you know, grab a beer, especially like before or after a ball game, yeah. um, and, or just, you know, kind of hang out with the family.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, on my bucket list to get to every major league ballpark, uh, be- before I exit this world. And, uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to check that box next to Tropicana Field yet. So <laughs> now that I know that there is a wonderful brewery right across the street, uh, I'm excited about getting that one on the, uh on the schedule and, and being able to check it off the list. Um, how cool, often, hopefully
1: that, that pushes pushes
0: Tropicana up on that list a little bit. I, I think it does. There's no doubt about <laughs> it. Um, so, Chris, I know you're uh, somewhat of a baseball fan and probably get to uh, a few of the Rays games over the year. Uh, how many have you been to so far this year?
1: Um, this year I've made it to nine games, nine home games, wow. um, which is, yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, again, we're, we're right across the street from the Ray's stadium. So, um, it's really nice to, uh, you know, have a, you know, work all day here in the brewery. It's, you know, pretty warm. We're like, you know, have a couple beers after work and then, oh, wait, right, there's a game happening next, you know, next door. Yeah. So, uh, it's nice to kind of just walk on over, uh, the actual stadium itself is, Completely, you know, climate controlled. It's an AC, you know, dome. So, yeah. uh, get to escape the heat a little bit, drink a few beers, watch some really fun baseball because, I
2: mean, they're over 600, so it's been, it's been a fun year so far.
0: Yeah, the Rays are having a great year. They're, what, uh, two, two and a half games out, Eric? I
2: think two and a half right behind the Yankees right now. Yeah, yeah. two and a half in the AL East right now. Uh, the, the dirty Yankees have kind of, uh, <laughs> pulled away a little
1: bit, but, uh, but they're not far behind, and I think uh, I think a series. We have a series coming up, I, I believe, actually this weekend, um, which I'm pretty excited about.
0: So. Awesome, yeah. I think actually, as we speak, they're playing the Indians. Um,
1: yeah, they are. I think we're up three 3-0 Last I saw on my phone, I got an update a little yeah. bit ago. I, uh, I
0: I know it was two to nothing at one point, so. Uh, uh, good luck with the Indians. Gettle will be happy to know that the Rays are beating up on the Indians because his twins are doing so well in that central division. And uh, any chance to uh, create a little space between uh, the Indians and twins would be much appreciated, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, th- the other thing we try to yeah, do. Yeah, what on are
1: the Cle- Clevelands are, what, seven games back, I think, on Minnesota right
0: now? Something like that. I mean, Minnesota yeah. has definitely been the, the, the pleasant been surprise. Hot, man. Yeah. Those guys, uh, uh, they've they've got a good team this year, there's no doubt. Um, And I get reminded of it every day at work (laughs) from Gettle. So, uh, um, (laughs) but, uh, um, hey, you know, one of the things we try to do on the podcast is just kind of uh, give our listeners a little update on what's going on in the field. (laughs) So I want to take advantage of having Eric here with us today. Um, We're getting kind of towards the end of May. Uh, What do things look like out there in the – hop fields of the yakima valley
2: uh for us actually personally it's getting pretty busy right now we're in the middle of training our hops right now getting them worked up the twine um also planting some new baby mosaics and potto this year so kind of keep up keeping those and making sure that you know they're nice and clean and doing what they need to be doing Mm -hmm. and also breaking out the sprayers right now and making sure we keep the mildew down at a minimum before you know especially after this rainfall that we just had so we're staying on top of that stuff
0: how, how is the uh, mildew pressure this year compared to uh, past years?
2: Um, it wasn't too bad before the rainfall. And so now that we, we had that little bit of rain, uh, we're trying to just make sure we stay on top of it. But our pressure has not been too bad yeah. as of late.
0: So Chris I'm I'm guessing that uh, you probably get more than the 7 inches of rain we get up here in the Yakima Valley down there in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a pretty arid climate, but it's uh it's it's great for uh for growing hops up here. And uh um it's uh, so, uh, one of the uh uh things is um uh, Eric, I know we've got uh, i've got a report from idaho today uh that their babies look like they're a little bit behind and we thought that might be the case because we had such a late root digging how do your baby crop look uh compared to years past
2: um ours actually we were actually able to tell between two different mosaic yards that we planted one is actually doing very well and the other one seems to just have a little a little bit of stunted growth right now maybe Uh, just trying to get through that little cold stretch we had. But uh, one's actually doing very well, and the pato also seemed to be doing very well. So you could say, yeah, w- I think uh, ours are having a little bit of a slow start, slower than we were planning, but nothing that we you know, we can't take care yeah, of. And they're both baby yards that you're yes. referring to? Mm, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very early in the season. Mm-hmm. Again, growers are just getting their, uh, their little binds on the string, mm-hmm. trying to get their training dates uh, down to maximize their production. There's a long ways to go, just like there is in the baseball season.
2: Definitely. uh, um,
0: Chris, uh, you know, speaking of Yakima, uh, have you been able to get up here and and, uh, be part of our selection process or just kind of come up and give us a visit?
1: So um, I actually had the pleasure of coming up last previous season. Um, I came like uh, the week before Great American Beer Festival, which is kind of a whirlwind of a trip because uh, myself and my uh, lead brewer Daniel, um, who's been with me for about five years now um, at the at Green Bench, he and I flew in and came to Yakima, uh, got tours of the actual fields and the uh, processing facilities, um, with the tributary and such, and um, had, had a blast. I mean, it, it was it was a, kind of a uh, sort of a, a life changing kind of experience to kind of see where this stuff comes from that we we covet and we use so often and it's so vastly important to what we do on a daily basis. Um, so, um, we, the tours were fantastic. Um, we, we didn't have, we didn't have the ability this year to do hop selection, but we hope to, uh, last year rather, we definitely hope to this year to kind of actually start selecting some hops there. Um, which was, I mean, again, just such a, a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned mosaics. I mean, that, that mosaic is is, a, is an extremely important hop for us. Um, in addition to Turbid 7, which is a year-round core for us, um, I actually our, our number one core is, I, I believe I sent cans up of Sunshine City, which is actually our number one core. Like, we, we actually make more of that beer than any other. It's uh, nearly 60% of my overall production is just wow. that brand. Great. Um, and uh, that, that's like a it's double dry hop. Uh, Three pounds per barrel, kind of a, I I call it a Pacific Northwest style IPA. It was always kind of inspired by some of the, you know, like West coast S kind of beers that I had in the Pacific Northwest and like the the Portland area specifically. I I took like three trips up there kind of early on and I want to say it was 2014, 2015 around that area. And um, while it had the similar characteristics, sort of San Diego West Coast style, which was, you know, very dry um, but hot forward. Uh, they it was, it was a little less bitter than uh, maybe the ones I had in in San Diego, and a lot more sort of tropical focus, mm-hmm. uh, which which honestly was sort of the the first time I had gotten a taste of maybe where the industry was going with with IPAs. You know, now that we have hazy IPAs, you know, he's doing a soft he's has a drinking turbid seven from us right now, um, which also has mosaic in it. And mm-hmm. so that beer is, that beer's tri- triple dry hops with. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned it. Mosaic, C- Mosaic Citra, Citra, and Simca, which we got all three from uh, Yakima Chief.
0: Oh, wonderful!
1: Uh, and then um, Sunshine City is double dry hopped with three pounds of barrel of Azaka Citra Mosaic.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: of those, the Mosaic and the Citra, we, we have on contract with Yakima Chief.
0: So, oh, wonderful!
1: Um, you know, I, I definitely would say that. You know, I have I have skin in that game. Uh, the, the hearing about how how the crops are doing. So yep. Um, it's very
0: exciting. That's great to hear, and I know that our selection uh, qualification process is based on uh, kind of volume, and uh, if you keep making beer like the ones we're tasting here today, you're going to be there in no time, and and we really uh, look forward to you coming up for selection this year. Awesome. That'd that'd be great. Hey, Chris,
2: I had a quick question. Um, I couldn't help but... Understand that you guys uh, were mentioning double dry hop and triple dry hop on these two particular yes, beers. Sir. Is that something that you guys do op- more often than not, or is that just on these two that we happen to be having today?
1: Um, actually, that that's typically our process, no matter what. Um, I think um, you know we we had we had one beer in our core lineup for a while that was single dry hop, and it was. There's actually a, a pale ale, uh, really we called it kind of an, an international pale ale. It was basically a 4.9%. I mean, you could basically call it a Session IPA. But it was centered primarily around the Galaxy as a hop. So mm-hmm. we were using Galaxy in that one, and we would. Uh, it was about, uh, I think it was like 80% of the dry hop or so was Galaxy. And the other 20% was actually Columbus, um, which really kind of rounded out, I think, um, some of those characteristics uh, from Galaxy are somewhat pungent and intense, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. But, um, uh, that was the only sort of single dry hop. And then we had two beers that were year round for us, which were, um, green bench IPA, which is the first IPA we did, which was, was definitely more, was a lot more based on old school, San Diego West coast style IPA. So had a little more caramel malt to it. was very dry. Um, the bitterness wasn't that much more than sunshine city, but, um, but it was, it was centered around, uh, Centennial and Simcoe. Okay. Um, and that was a double dry hops beer as well. And then about a year after I had had that beer as a core was when I wrote the recipe for Sunshine City, actually on a plane from Portland, Oregon. I wrote that <laughs> recipe for Sunshine and, um, and then came back and brewed it like that Friday. And then it was like kind of a hit. And so it became very quickly a beer that, uh, you know, we kind of hung our hats on. And now, like I said, it's 60% of what I make. Very I'm, on, neat. I'm virtually Sunshine City Brewing Company. Yeah, you had a and, uh, time
2: to make that recipe, didn't you, from Oregon to yeah. Florida? <laughs> yeah, it's not close, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah,
1: it, it became standard for us. Uh, I actually, honestly, I'm trying to write my brain. I don't think there's an IPA or payload that I make now that is not at least double dry Um And I don't think that any of them are any less than three to four pounds per barrel. Um, on any of them, on, ju- on just the dry hop, not not like overall hopping, just mm-hmm. the dry hop, you know. Um, so it's a it's a pre- pretty intense procedure. Um, another beer we just actually launched is a year round for us in twelve ounce four packs, which I was really hoping to send up, but we sold out of it so quickly. It's um, <laughs> a good sign. Hands left. Yeah was uh, Skyway, which is a uh, hazy double IPA, and that was 8.2%. And while, while Turbid 7's triple dry hop, our hazy double IPA is, is, is double dry hop, but it's five varietals. Um, and that one is, you know, kind of standard as well. it's Simcoe, Citra, um, Mosaic, um, uh, Azaka, and Hollertau Blanc, which has been a really fun sort of combination of hops for us. It's worked really well.
0: Yeah. That's kind of an eclectic combination of hops, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a global uh, mix, if yeah. you will. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we
1: we've learned we've learned a lot in with using the Turbid series, like I mentioned, yeah. which has allowed us to swap out those three hops every time. Um, on one hand, the reason Turbid Seven became sort of year round for us was, I mean, again, like I, it's convenient that I have a, a decent contract with Yakima Chief for those hops, so I can pervade them. Pretty regularly um, and then number two it, it just it it resonated with the local crowd really well uh, everything seemed balanced and it seemed like the sort of target direction that everyone was looking for here locally in St. Petersburg when it came to sort of hazy doing England style IPAs. so it sold really well and, and mm-hmm. probably the best out of the group now the other ones sell really well we sell them very quickly in the tasting room we do 16 ounce four packs of those and they're, they're in and out very quickly which is fantastic We've learned a lot about hot combinations through it. Uh, we did another series of years, which actually was the genesis for the, Hazy, the Skyway Hazy Double IPA, which is now a year round core that, that I mentioned, called the Testing Series. And it literally is like four pack, 16 ounce. Uh, black label that says testing on it, and I, I name it testing, and then I give it a batch number, and it's just a batch number of beer that I made, and it's a double dry hops, five hop varietals, and I swap those out every time too. So very mm-hmm. similar to the, test, to the to the to series, and that was essentially what I used to test recipes in the market to see which beer I which recipe I wanted to ultimately become the year round core for us. Which which that I think that beer was batch number ten forty eight for us, um, and that became Skyway.
0: Yeah. No, it's a very intriguing business plan you have. Seems like you develop some good <laughs> cores and then you 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 let yourself uh uh be an artist and kind of swap in and out some different uh, hop varieties and uh, kind of tweak with the flavors and aromas and uh uh again whatever you're doing uh Chris it's it's definitely working. I know you just cracked open uh a sunshine city there Eric. What yeah. do you think?
2: I I definitely uh personally get the azaka hop out of this both with the scent and in the bitterness and to me it's like you said it, it, there's a reason why it's one of your best sellers because this is a very very good ipa
0: yeah do you have them uh, chris do you have your beers inside the ballpark
2: um i do actually yeah
1: so we will we'll we we'll, we'll have we have sunshine city in there we also have Coast which I believe I sent you guys that as well, which is our yeah. American South Pilsner. There's a little bit of corn in that beer um, and some six-row and then Pilsner malt, and it's all Mount Hood hops that also I have contracted with uh, okay. so, um and, and that beer is like a 60-minute, a 20-minute, and a Whirlpool edition, all with um, about... It's a 15-barrel system, so I do four pounds each for each step with Mount Hood hops from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and then I also have uh, a beer that we make Specifically for the Rays, we make the official beer for the Rays. It is called Four Seam American Lager, and uh, it's a it's (laughs) I love the name. It's it's a a light lager. Um, It's kind of a corn-based American-style light lager. So it's about 4.6% ABV. It's about 25% flaked corn. Um, Otherwise, it's six-row and uh, U.S. grown two-row barley. Um, and that also has a little bit of mout hood at the beginning of the boil. Um, that's kind of that's it. We didn't really, you know, hop that one too heavily. So it's like kind of a really effervescent, uh, dry, light lager.
0: I have absolutely zero reason not to plan a trip to Tropicana. <laughs> I mean, great beer on the inside, a, a good baseball team. And, uh, you know, for those of us who are Seattle Mariner fans up here, um, long-suffering Seattle Mariner fans, <laughs> you can usually count on seeing some uh, either former or future Tampa Bay Ray players on the roster because of this uh uh, bromance between, uh, Jerry DiPoto and Matt Silverman, the, the general managers, they, they seem to, uh, trade players back and forth on a pretty regular basis. And I, I know you've got, uh, Mike Zunino on the team now who I think's out,
2: uh, something like 10 day right now, I w- believe
0: with a slight injury, yeah. but, uh, uh, we enjoyed, uh, watching him up here in Seattle mm-hmm. for, uh, a few years, watched him come up through the minor league system, uh, and, uh, play and, uh, He's a Tampa Bay Ray now, and then and then we've got Malik Smith on our team, who was uh, a Ray last year, and I think batted almost three hundred for the Rays, and he struggled a little bit coming out the yeah. gates for us. <laughs> but uh, he's an exciting player. He's he's a young guy that I think will get it uh, turned around eventually. Who's your favorite player now, Chris, on the uh, the Tampa Bay roster? I mean, it's it's hard to
1: look past Kiermaier. I mean, at this point, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, we we you know Blake Snell has has actually kind of come into his own a little bit, which has been fun. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our starting pitcher. Yep. But um, you know, we we've always been a team that's been based on pitching. uh, I think for the most part, and uh, and then and then not necessarily big bats, but um, kind of good defense. Yep. It's it's really about you know we're we're a defensive focused uh, baseball team. Small ball has really been our game, um, which which honestly uh, may not be the most exciting for most people, but I find it extremely exhilarating. i you oh, know, yeah. when I when I think about other sports that I like to, and I'm kind of a sports fan anyway. Sure. Um, when it comes to football, even like my, I think my favorite game I've seen in the last several years was uh, I, I want to say it was an Auburn Alabama game that was like nine to six or something. You know, I, <laughs> I like good defense. You know, like I yeah. don't. So, uh, so I really like Rays baseball in that sense. But yeah. Kiermaier's been fantastic as our center fielder yeah. um, this year. Um, I'm, I'm all about good pitching and good defense. Sure. So that's always kind of my favorite.
0: And uh, Austin Meadows out there in right field for you. He, he's off to a good start. I think he's batting over 300. And then I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Brandon Lowe, uh, the second baseman, uh, is in the All-Star game this year because he's – He's Man, great.
1: I'll tell you what. You know, Meadows. You know, I think that both of them are pretty close to ten home runs. I want, I want to say Brandon has ten, and I think I think Meadows is a little under that. Yeah. But their RBIs are up really well. Yeah. Um, I think I think Lowe's defense has been fantastic this year. He's still a young kid too. I mean, he's like what twenty five or so. Yeah. Um. And um. And then you know you, Meadows um, has has come in really nice uh, most of the time. He's playing these days as a DH. Um, but you know, he's, yeah, he's over 300, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his, and I think his biggest statistic that I really like is his, his OVP. I mean, his on base percentages, I mean, he's, 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 it, it feels like nearly half the time he's, he's on base, you know, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, Tampa Bay's off to a great start. Um, and, and I, I think they're a team that's really built to last the whole season, um, unlike the Mariners who started off 13 and 2 and now who are on pace to win I think 70 games this year or something like that um, the well, only good that's the
1: difficulty of, of baseball in general I mean like it, it's you mentioned it earlier it's such a long season mm-hmm. and I think it's easy to get caught up in runs um, whether it's you know good or bad um, it's it's really hard I mean your division is very tough you know I mean to start with, I mean the the fact that Houston's even in it is, is difficult, um, but I, I think that on top of that you know he, he, you know here in St. Pete you know we're like we're excited that the Rays are good, but of course we you know have in the back of our minds like well the All-Star break hasn't hit yet you know mm-hmm. and so we're always you you always sort of protect yourself from the from sure. the downswing of the year if you will.
0: Yep. Well, if you've mentioned the two most important things to a good, sustainable baseball team, and that's pitching and defense, and that's two things the Mariners don't have this year that uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay does. So, so w- being kind of perpetual Yankee haters up here in the Pacific Northwest, we're wishing you, oh, I'm uh, with you there, dude. a, play a that, dude. wonderful <laughs> season. Yeah, you guys got to play them a lot more often than we do. Uh, being oh, a,
1: I hate them so much. Being in the same
0: division and uh, – uh Boston's kind of uh I don't know I think that start that Boston had kind of uh More it's going to be a tough one for them to climb <coughs> their way completely back into I know they're over 500 down you never count them out but uh uh they're they're off to a little bit of a slow start so
2: had a little world series yeah, hangover. Uh, I
0: mean
1: you know we've i don't know I, i've watched a lot of boston games obviously being in the same division i mean i mean they're world champions you know they, they just won the series last year sure. um which was so disappointing but um i mean unfortunately didn't they just like sweep you guys actually recently like, well a weeks
0: ago? yeah it's, there's a lot of clubs that have been sweeping us here recently <laughs> uh, I, I was over in seattle for the minnesota series over the weekend and uh they they won. Uh, Seattle beat them on Sunday to avoid the sweep, but uh, it was it was pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, uh, good. You know, the only good thing about being a long suffering Seattle fan is the champagne gets more valuable every year because <laughs> they they never have to <laughs> pop it open. <laughs> so uh hey, hey chris uh we gotta sign off but we very much appreciate it It was an absolute joy to have you on the podcast today eric thank you too for no coming problem. and joining us and uh if we can sign off chris uh whether you're brewing beer or watching baseball we wish you nothing but good hops
1: oh thank you guys so much uh, i really appreciate you guys having me it's an absolute pleasure and an honor Um, and uh, hopefully we can have a beer when I'm
0: in town uh, this fall. Let's do that, and uh, I can guarantee uh, if if I get to the point of checking that uh, Tropicana field off my list, I'll let you know I'm coming. Would love to have a beer with you down there as well. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care.
2: Thanks, Chris. Take care.